morning, members. This is the Marcus Today members podcast on Friday, 24th of November. General advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. I don't know whether you've seen this story about Australian unions pushing for a four-day week plus work-from-home rights. If you work that out, the formula apparently is 180-100. Everybody gets 100% of their current pay for working 80% of the time they work now with a commitment to 100% productivity. It's got me thinking that today we should have, or this week, we should have a four-day week in the Australian stock market as well. There's just nothing going on today. I had thought of just writing, nothing to see here, move along, we'll be back on Monday. Day, but a couple of little things going on today. I don't think we could move to a four-day week because the stock market is open five days a week. So we'd need the stock market to shut. And when you start thinking for a one day a week, but when you start thinking about that, you do suddenly start to question with all this post-COVID thinking outside the square about working hours, why is the stock market open every day? And then you start thinking, well, maybe we could open four days. Well, actually, why would we open four days? Why don't we just have one day? In fact, why don't we just have one cross? a week. Everyone puts their orders in all week and then all in one second the whole stock market crosses up at 10am on a Monday and then closes until 10am the next Monday. I'd be out of business but we'd all get a lot more golf played. Anyway, that aside, good luck unions. Things looking a little bit better today. I'm calling it the bullock wobble. I couldn't find a word that rhymed with bullock. So the bullock wobble was our 44 point drop yesterday which predicted Predictably, with a recent rally under our belt and a few stocks looking oversold, like BHP, for overbought rather, like BHP, for instance, a 44-point drop on the market kicked off a bunch of very short-term daily sell signals, almost all of which are ignorable, I have to say, including a sell signal on BHP. But we're not doing anything about it. Have a look at the technical section today. And this Michel Bullock messaging that we're not going to get on top of inflation or inflation is not going to be down to the target band for another two years suggests that Australia may just miss out on the peak rates party that is going on in the rest of the world and particularly the US because our rates are not going to come down. There is a 40% chance of a rate cut in the US in March. By March, there is still a 40% chance of a rate rise in Australia by March. Michelle Bullock proving her global independence in her speech this week and since her appointment and it comes as no relief to mortgagors and to our stock market to find that our rates may not have peaked and may take their time to get cut. So I'm a bit fearful that we're going to be missing out on the peak rates rally in the US stock market. And on the back of that, and on an obvious little top out in the very rapidly recovered REIT sector in the ideas portfolio, which is a trading portfolio, not an investment portfolio. In the REIT, in the ideas portfolio, I'm selling GPT and selling SLF, which is the Australian REITs ETF, having made an 8% and 6.5% profit in those two, selling those today out of the ideas portfolio. The interest rate vibe in Australia is obviously not quite as convincing as it is overseas and particularly in the US. So just taking the top off the pointy end of the interest rate sensitive trade 
trades in the ideas portfolio selling GPT and SLF. I hold SLF in the strategy portfolio as well, but I'm just wondering whether the bullock wobble needs to simmer a little bit and whether the idea that Australian rates are on a different path is a reality or a momentary piece of noise. Anyway, so still holding SLF in the strategy portfolio, which is the REITs ETF. Still holding BHP, trend looks okay. And there are a couple of little negatives today on the iron ore price. The first is that BHP industrial action has been withdrawn. BHP's drivers have been holding up the iron ore supply chain. And that was seen a couple of days ago as good for the iron ore price. So not so good for the iron ore price today that they've withdrawn that industrial action. The other slight negative is the National Development and Reform Commission in China has once again piped up to say it would increase monitoring in the spot and futures iron ore market. In other words, trying to curtail speculation and get the iron ore price lower. So the iron ore price just down a little bit today. It doesn't seem to be worrying anybody. BHP is up 0.4% today. Rio up 0.8%. Fortescue Metals up 1.2%. By the way, Fortescue Metals is changing its names to Fortescue Limited from Monday. And that is in recognition of its move into green technology and energy. Black Friday is upon us today. Not necessarily good for retails, retailers like Easter. It is just an artificial attempt to generate consumer spending like Christmas as well, really. And it won't be necessarily good for retailers unless it really does increase consumer spending. And it could disappoint on that expectation. So not getting too excited about retailers. Oil price down a touch. As you know, we took a trade in Karoon yesterday on the hope that the oil sector or energy sector has hit a sentiment low over this forthcoming OPEC meeting. The oil price two days ago dropped 5% and then recovered. I think that possibly was the low as a few African nations seem to be standing in the way of production cuts, but they are minority players. OPEC will reconvene on the 30th. Rather, it was supposed to be this Sunday. Reconvene on the 30th. And if they do manage to bring the African nations around and do talk about, and clearly they are intent on further production cuts. They've already agreed production cuts of 5% of world supply since 2022. If they were to push ahead with further production cuts, which clearly they want to, then we might see some bottoming in the resources sector, sorry, the energy sector, which has fallen 15.5% from the tippy top on the 7th of August. And now there are a few buy signals and notably Karoon is up 2.4% today. So we are the right side of the ledger and we'll see what OPEC comes up with. There's an Israeli Hamas ceasefire that of course is theoretically not good for the oil price. It's a four-day truce, including the exchange of hostages. Truth is, the oil price is lower than it was when that conflict broke out, and I don't think the end of the conflict is going to damage the oil price too much. What else to report? I've got the Macquarie one-stock portfolio in the newsletter today. I have to say, whilst we have had a rally in Macquarie, it is a less than convincing uptrend, and it's very short term. So Macquarie's got a long way to go to convince me that 
that it has really seen some sort of material bottom. We bought it because it's a stock market stock and the stock market was going up. But we need a sustained improvement in equity market activity, IPOs, merger and acquisitions. We need confidence and optimism. That's going to take a long time for Macquarie to see that turn up in earnings. So I'll take the short term, but not too convinced that we've done the right thing in the longer term. So might have to chop that out at some point. But it's slow moving and there's plenty of time. Half session on Wall Street tonight. Australian inflation numbers and US PCE price index numbers next week, which is an inflation measure. That's what we've got to look forward to. We've got a Fed meeting on December 13th, RBA meeting December the 5th. We're writing up Webjet after its AGM quite positively. Select Harvest down 3.2% on guidance. WiseTech down 4.7%, taking the IT sector down 1.4% today. Energy sector, one of the best performs, up 1.4%. We've recovered half of yesterday's fall. We're up 21. That's about it. Pretty quiet. I will be back with the weekend email tomorrow, although not expecting the US to do too much on a half day on a long weekend. You have a good day whilst I write a letter to the ASX about the one cross stock market. By the way, that would never happen because it would put the ASX out of business as well. The ASX earn their money from the volume of trade. The last thing they're ever going to do is cut that back by 20% voluntarily by moving to a four day week. So I'm not sure we're ever going to get there.